This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Thanks for listening to The Reds Report. This podcast is sponsored by Webmart. If you want to get more out of your marketing, drive out costs, and find out which channels are best for you and your company, then visit our website, webmartuk.com, or just search Webmart Barnsley. Innovate. Create. Communicate. This is for the fans. The Vibe. afternoon and welcome to the Reds Report on this sunny Thursday. Plenty to cover. We've got a studio guest today, Phil Hall. Welcome back, Phil. Good afternoon, Chris. How are you doing? It's been a while. Are you well? Yeah, I'm not bad, thank you. You had a nice summer? Oh, not bad. Not oh, bad. It's good to hear. It's good to hear. Looking quite brown still, so... I'll we'll go away next week. You going away again? Yeah. Barcelona next week. Barcelona. Well, you might see some good football. <laughs> I see plenty of oh, well. <laughs> Good answer, Phil. Good answer. Like Phil. We like that. We've got another studio guest in today. We've got Carl Van Der I know this was coming. We've been sick one move, but this is where you get Phil. <laughs> How are you, Carl? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Great. Good for seeing you. It's nice to have you back. Steering yeah. the ship. Bit of uh, normality back on a yeah. Thursday here at The Vibe. Uh, and plenty to talk about. And good things to talk about, I think. Yeah, lots to talk about. We've got the Leeds game to preview. Uh, sorry, the Leeds game to review. Yeah. We've got the Forest game to 
to preview. Phil's here's got a bit of talking to do, haven't you, Phil? You're going to fill us in with something? Just a bit about the Heritage Project, yeah. Looking forward to hearing about that. And obviously, Carlo, we're going to talk about Fit Reds as well today. <sighs> talk a little bit about the Fit Reds, talk about our charity night, and then a small matter of a, a trip to, uh, to Forest on Saturday for the Young Red Side. forward to it. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be a good weekend. you're listening to the vibe this is the Reds Report and hours of uh, Barnsley FC everything Barnsley FC every Thursday delivered to your Alexa well machine device whatever you want to call it or through tuning on your mobile phone so as uh, Chris said in the studio we have Phil Hall Phil on behalf of me welcome thanks Carlo now you've uh, obviously been here before you've been Wandering the corridors of Rockwell for quite some time. Uh, just about 51 years, yeah. Yeah, just like. And wow. Tell us a little bit about what it is that you do on a, on, on a match day, because I know people, it's one of them, and it was for me before we see you, but I never knew what you did. So just, ah, yeah, right. Phil, what do you do? What do I do? Yeah, I, do, <laughs> I, I actually do something. <laughs> no, I've, I've been doing the hospital radio since 1973 now, Oakwell Hospital Commentaries, as it's now called, um, and we do full match commentary on every home game from Oakwell live to the hospital which is a much appreciated service obviously a lot of people have I follow but a lot of people don't and the people that don't that's the only way that they can listen to full match commentary from Oakwell it's good isn't it I said to um, I said to um, uh, Phil before we went live on air I suppose it's one of those services where you don't really get feedback quite a lot but just knowing as a Barnsley fan if you can't make it to the match and you're admitted to Barnsley Hospital or one of the wards the opportunity to be able to listen to that for free is a fantastic service isn't it and and, and I suppose credit to the club for keeping that going as well isn't it yeah, yeah I mean we've been doing it since I haven't been doing it since but we've been doing it since 1954 wow. uh, which was before I was even born believe it or not Chris but yeah we really appreciate the, the help from the club that allows us the access to do it absolutely absolutely fantastic um, I suppose talking about the club and talking about football um, Leeds rolled into town on, uh, on Sunday a funny old one, isn't it? Because I suppose for a lot of supporters, that's one of the matches in the Championship that we look forward to. And whether you love or hate Leeds, they are normally at least the top ten, but I'd say a top six or top seven side. So a real test for the young Reds, Chris, um, following a series of you know, some performances that might have been below expectation and definitely a shortage of goals. What, what did you make of it? I made a lot. Of, uh, I think a lot of positives to take from Saturday. Uh, obviously, we've had a few players injured. At the start of the season, uh, Pineo's been missing. Uh, Brown, obviously, McGeehan's been injured for a, a stint. Moat's been injured. Um, Woodrow's been injured. So it was nice to see what looks like it's close to getting to be the first choice 11, really. I feel like we're, we're getting there, and he's kind of working out who plays best where. And obviously, Civic, we'll talk about him in a bit. He had a great game. I thought for 80 minutes, we matched him, uh, and it was good to see. And I, I feel like if we play like that, 
every week, we'll uh, we'll get more points than what we've been getting. Yeah, Phil, um, I think it's fair to say that um, some of the performances have been maybe below what we would expect from this red side. Following, like Chris says, the injuries, following the international break, where some of our players have been called up for the respective under-21 side, um, some changes were made in the starting lineup because of injuries, with Radlinger out, and obviously Diaby out, uh, Woodrow came back. Performance-wise, something to take to heart for Reds fans, isn't it? Yeah, yeah performance-wise, it, it was excellent. As Chris said, for 80 minutes we matched them, and I'd say we more than matched them, because we had many more chances than they did. They only looked like scoring from set pieces, and eventually they did, both goals. But, you know, we were so close on so many occasions. I mean, Coley Woodrow's shot, long-distance shot, Jacob Brown's left footer from just outside the box, which the keeper tipped over the bar. We were so close. A few set pieces yeah. that just didn't yeah. quite drop for us at yeah. our end. Uh, you know, they were mm. well-delivered and causing these plenty of issues at bat, didn't we, Phil? It's ironic, isn't it? Because you talk about our set pieces, which is absolutely correct. Um, they took their chance with their set piece, didn't they? They got a free kick, which you could say was unnecessary from our side of things. It could have been ball could have been cleared a different way. In a dangerous area, and no two ways about it, fantastic goal. Um, is that well taken free kick, Phil, or is that maybe somewhere out of defending not a hundred percent as it should No, it been? was a very well taken free kick. But you, you know, if you were Daniel Stendhal, you'd say we shouldn't have given that pretty kick away in the first place, and then they wouldn't have had the opportunity. Yeah, but you know, these things happen. But yes, it was a well, well taken and well executed free kick. You can only play so well, and you hope that then big moments go for you rather than against you. Yeah, you can only put yourself in that position to the point where one big moment wins you the game. Unfortunately, what happened on Saturday? One big moment. One big moment turned the game. Lost yeah. the game, and then you know. Final nail in, in the coffin of within two minutes, was it? Mm. You know, a penalty. Um, it's hard because I was actually part of the commentary team for Hospital Radio, so sort of look. Because you don't get a replay, do you? From what I saw, very unlucky because initially I know they appealed for a penalty. The referee looked at the linesman who didn't make any indication. No, 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 that was the thing. The, the linesman, if he'd seen something, should have waved his flag, stuck it across his chest, say penalty, yeah. but he didn't. Mm. So and know, it was that, that was the iffy bit for me so because for me it looked away. like the referee had given a goal kick because he sort of pointed as though he was giving a goal kick. Yeah, uh, and then maybe five seconds later, ten seconds later, he suddenly points to the spot for no apparent reason. And that's hard then to take, isn't it, Chris? When you've played so well, you've matched him, you've given away a free kick. Okay, fantastic free kick, but. Didn't defend it, and it's one nil. And two minutes later, you're talking 80, 81st, 82nd minute, a penalty. It's two nil, and then it's hard to come back from that. And there's no time to come back from that, really. No, is you're it? out, aren't you? It's such a sucker punch, and it just deflated the entire stadium, didn't it? Unfortunate, but I think, and we feel on this one, the 80 minutes that we did play well, we've got to take positives for it, and we've got to move forward with that, and hopefully, we can recreate that again on Saturday. Um, before we go into some of the individual players that stood out for us uh, at, the, at the Leeds match, during the press conference, well, first of all, full-time whistle goes. The first thing that Bielsa does is he goes over to Standall and sort of hugs him. And, and you could see there was some very, and I mean this, friendly words. He was pointing, and we know Bielsa's English is non-existent. So you've got somebody who doesn't talk English speaking to somebody who's English. Well, he's getting better, but he's still learning as it's standard. So we got a translator in, <coughs> pardon me, whose, whose English wasn't very good. But you could see that Bielsa was saying something to Standall about the way they played. We then went to the press conference after, and, yeah. and, and, and Bielsa, to his credit, spent a good four minutes explaining that he was 
very impressed with the style of play. Didn't think a team that played like that would be where we are now. Phil, from a manager like Bielsa, love him or hate him, I think we, he deserves, from the Reds report, some credit for actually pointing that out. Because lots of managers would have said, it's a very difficult place to come, I'm very happy with my two points. But he didn't. He spent a good five minutes talking about the way Barnsley approached the game and played throughout. He did, yes. And um, that was nice to see, because uh, you and I have been in many press conferences after the games, and opposition managers don't say that. They just concentrate on their own performance. And sometimes you've got to give the opposition credit, even if you've beaten them. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what Bielsa did. And, and the one word that sung out for me, he said, we were on an honest team. Yeah. And that's nice. Yeah. I like that, because that's the sort of football we want to play. Attacking, honest football. Absolutely correct thinking back. For him to point that out, and, and for him to experience that from us as a team, because whilst he was a Yorkshire derby, Chris... Um, a couple of yellow cats, but no major big talking points, were there? No big... You know, even the penalty was probably a surprise to many of the Leeds fans because, it, you know, there, there was nothing... It was a proper football match. It was a really good one to watch. I mean, Bielsa commented it was a, a really good advert for championship football for those inside Oakwell and those watching on Sky. We have to agree with that, don't we? Oh, we do, yeah. And it, it just showed two different styles, uh, uh, two different types of football played, really. We had our game plan and Leeds had theirs and... It was, so, it was so good to see, and it was brilliant to see who would come out on top. And back to Phil's point about, you know, Bielsa saying, you know, honesty is the word that you use, Phil. Mm. Um, when have you ever heard Barnsley fans uh, complain when Barnsley have played with honesty and with gusto and with attacking football? No, we don't. That, that's what that, we're about, that's exactly isn't it? What, that's exactly what we're about. That we Commitment, we, the, honesty. The football has to reflect yeah. the town. We're not, we're not saying we're going to win championship. We're not saying we're going to go and beat everybody. We're not. We're not bothered if them if them lads put them them shirts on and they play like they did on Saturday week in week out. And we go down. At least we go down with a fight, and I love it. And having said that as well, to be fair to Bielsa, I've got to say Leeds looked a very very good team. Mm. I was just I, you know we we never really concentrate a lot on our opponents because it's a Barnsley FC show. However, I think it's a fair point that. I've always thought we play better against footballing sides. We do, yeah. You know, um, I think you look at Leeds. Uh, we said last week, well, we didn't because I wasn't here, but in my preparation for the show that I couldn't make, Leeds could have fielded 11 players that were older than our oldest player. Our yes. oldest player is Rattlinger at 26 and a bit. They could have fielded 11 players older than, than him. <clears throat> you look at a Pablo Hernandez, you know, players at 30, 31, 32, that don't fit our model, but still very, very good in, in, in this division. So it has to be encouraging that looking back at matches such as Sheffield Wednesday, Luton, maybe Wigan, that the chances are coming again on the Phil. We seem to have that style of play hopefully now sorted out with the right people in the right place and we're creating chances. Next step has to be in sort of converting yeah, those. The next step, we've got to convert them, as you say. But yeah, we did create a lot of chances against Leeds, which is good to see because Leeds are a good side, make no mistake about it. Uh, I was impressed with them, but I think they were slightly impressed by us. Mm. Yeah. Um, we have to mention the it was obviously Alex Mowat, Malik Wilkes, both ex, uh, sorry, ex lead players playing against their, their former yeah, side. Say Donuff then. Now say Doncaster. Have a look at Bale East to Donuff then. They were good. We've got him credit. <laughs> Wilkes played for Doncaster, did he? And uh, and and and, and um, Alex Mowat obviously lives there. Um, from their point of view, Mowat was captain for the day. Um, 
I don't know if, if you saw it. There was a real change in his body language the moment that free kick went in. It, it, it's like, I can't say he grew up, because that's not fair to the lad, but he, he started jeering people on, he started really, yeah. that, that, that captain's role. It suited him, Control of the situation, basically, didn't yeah. he? You, yeah. you, you could physically see him, as you say, his body language, and also you could hear him shouting at people, saying, come on, lads. We can do this. Yeah, you know. and obviously then. Um, who stood out for you f- from a Barnsley point of view then during during the, the, the whole of the 90 minutes? All of them, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, you've got to say, um, Mowat had a great game. I was a bit wary of Mowat because we remember we all remember his debut when yeah. he got sent <laughs> off. And I'm thinking, playing against his old club and his captain for the day, will he get hot-headed? Can go one or two no, ways. He, no, he didn't. No. He, he was superb. They all were, to be honest. Uh, but I think... If I'm going to pick anybody out, I would say Apo Halmeg was was excellent, um, and obviously Toby Civic, who is really standing out. It's funny, isn't it? We found a we seem to have found a position for Civic. Um, yeah, position we haven't seen him play before in the previous because he was always part of the uh, defensive lineup for for Wimbledon. In front of that back four, especially in the absence of Kenny Dougal. Um, Made for him, isn't it? Because he's had some awesome performance in that role, just tidying up and just guarding that back four. Yeah, actually, and I believe he's like second now at uh, minutes played uh, for interceptions uh, in Championship, which is unbelievable, really. And he's such a young player, uh, but he doesn't look young, does he? It looks like he's got a lot of experience. He never seems to be caught out of position. Um, I tell you what, I do like I like his height in the middle of the park. I like that a lot. We win a lot of headers in the middle of the park. But yeah, it's, it's an happy accident, isn't it? Stendhal's stumbled upon it at Wigan um, due to having injuries he's been forced to play Toby Civic there and I thought what he brought to the side I agree with Phil I thought Civic was my standout player to be honest but also agreeing with Phil I'm going to agree with you all, all sure. I am. Uh, they all stood out. They all were probably at Palalme. That's probably his best best game in a Barnsley shirt. And we need that right now, don't we? We need good competition for, for positions. And he stepped up his game. So you never know. He might get a settled back four. Then it might be hard for Diaby to come back into the side. It might be hard for McGinn to come back into the side. Sibic carries on. Um, I, want to, I want to talk a little bit about Apple because we saw him... Properly, I suppose, in in the car in the cup match against Carlisle, and well, we know how that finished. And a lot of fans rolled players off because of that ninety minutes of football that they saw. What stood out for me is I remember when we bought him, and you know, there's always like a write-up, and you go to the previous club and you do Google Translate, you see, and they say he's very comfortable in the ball, as much going forward as, as obviously part of his, his defensive duties. And a couple of times. He got the ball, and because there were no options, he just took it, and, and he just went with it. Then there was the, was it the corner where he sort of, I don't know if it came off his chest or whatever, but it was clear of the goal line. That's what we've been waiting for, isn't it? Those sort of moments where, as before, we've looked and, you know, we, we've been waiting for, I don't know, a, a Woodrow, we've been waiting on a TM, but somebody just to create something, rather than looking for people in space, creating space and taking yeah. the play forward. Yeah, I think he got a, an unfair rap in the League Cup, big time. We, we played a central midfield that day that were poor, and they didn't want the ball. So every time he looked up, there was no pass on, and then he's leaving him in a, he's in a catch 22. Does he go back to his goal or does he hoof it like the Pontian want him to, or does he stick to what he's trying? He, 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 you can't blame him for that League Cup uh, League Cup disaster, really, at all. But now he's got players around him making good movement, it is easier to carry that ball out, or, the, or you've got central midfield showing and wanting that ball, i.e., Moat, leading by example, or Civic. He can find them passes. I think he's a better passer at ball than Mads Anderson and Bambodi Abbey, if I'm honest. Can I ask uh, an honest opinion about the substitutions that were made during the match? Um, they had no effect, did they? 
Well, it, it, the, the TM one, uh, obviously the TM bus come on, surprised me because, um, for whatever reason, in that position, I would have probably preferred uh, Conor Chaplin coming in than, 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 than TM. And TM's got his qualities, but I think while somebody's still got things to prove, I think you get an extra 5 or 10% out of them. So I, I was not disappointed, I was surprised that he, he didn't get a chance to, to show anything. Um, Jordan Williams came came back. Um, Played out of position. Again, Phil, another young player that just seemed to take it into a stride. I might have been playing on the other side. Yeah, as Chris said, playing slightly out of position, but yeah, took it in his stride and and, and did well. What needs to happen then? To go one better, I'll go go with you, Phil. What needs to be better? So, performance was good. Doesn't give you any points. What what needs to change and how, how can we influence that change for this to mean points on the board for the Reds? Well, I think it's simple. Daniel Stendhal said it after the Leeds game. We need to take the chances. We're making the chances, we're creating them, but we're not taking them. And that is the difference between winning and losing or drawing. Is, is that, do you think, um, a direct... Maybe not, but is it... A, Towards like a Malik Wilkes who made some, you know, some of the decision making at times was maybe slightly off when he tried to go past somebody rather than passing it in. Was that maybe to a TM that couldn't influence play, although he only got about 15 minutes? Um, or is that maybe looking at a different option up front because um, Colin Woodrow can only really score when he's been given the ball, can't he? Yeah, possibly so. I mean, obviously, I'm not the manager, but um, like you, I was surprised when Connor Chaplin didn't get a chance. Uh, as a substitute because he's a proven goal scorer so you know you'd think having somebody on the pitch who's a proven goal scorer along with Corley who also is would you know would be the key to it make things easier doesn't it Um, we're going to have to look or read through uh, the press conference because the one concerning thing from the whole match was the injury to um, the, the goalkeeper to Collins because we know Rattlinger is out till Christmas it looked a nasty sort of injury but three substitutions have been made so he had to see it out for yeah. I think it was six or seven minutes wasn't it but he looked in some real pain so I because of work I've not been able to look at the press conference is everything's been mentioned have you seen anything at all I've not seen anything mentioned about that no well I'll tell you what let's let's play some music let's have a quick read of what happened during the press conference and then when we come back um, we're going to hand the floor well, there's not much loss. We're going to hand the microphone over to Phil Hall to tell us a little bit, or not a little bit, to tell us all about the Heritage Project. What is it? When did it start? And, and what does it do? And uh, we'll talk a little bit about Reds in the community and the Fit Reds as well. So we'll be back in about seven minutes' time.
Report Phil Holland Studio with Chris Richard and myself, Carol Watching. Love that song. Yeah. Oh, what a song. I put it on for you because I know you like it. Oh, me and my friend Johnny play an acoustic version of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Where you play is nice thing. Enough said. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Phil. Nice to see you, Phil. (laughs) Uh, Nice to meet you. (laughs) That that might be something for the charity night. We'll talk about that later. Um, Phil. 
obviously you're here because you've been going to Barnsley for so long and you've got a really valued opinion of the match and the, the tactics and everything else. I want to now start talking a little bit about this Heritage Project because I keep seeing it on Facebook that you've interviewed somebody else. Just take us way back to the beginning. Why was it started and, and, and who started it? Whose idea was it? Right. To be honest, I'm not sure whose idea it was, but it was started uh, about three years ago um, in conjunction we got funding... Um, there was input from Reds in the community, um, who everybody's aware of, I'm sure. There was input and funding from the National Lottery and also from the South and West Yorkshire NHS Trust right. because a lot of it was to do with getting people involved, people with dementia and Alzheimer's, get, getting them involved with, with memories and that sort of thing. Um, and a lot of the initial work we did, we, we went into various care homes and hospitals and, and talk to people and it, it's amazing I mean one of the interviews we did was with the uh, ex-Reds manager John McSeveny who that's going back a long time I think he, he, he left in 1971 I just remember him but um, John suffers with Alzheimer's um, but he came, he did an interview with us um, and, and after he'd done it the, the stuff he came out with, uh, his son and his daughter both came up to me and said, thank you so much for that. We can't believe right. what he's remembered. Yeah. He can't remember what he had for tea yesterday, but he can remember how many goals he scored in 1954. You know, yeah, and, and, and that was so good to see. And, and we interviewed an awful lot of people, uh, not on camera. You've, you've seen some of the stuff on YouTube we've done with ex-players and managers and what have you. But we interviewed an awful lot of play people just on audio, just for audio history purposes. And we, we collated a lot of that and a lot of old documents and what have you. And we've kept that as an archive. Uh, the, the hope is sometime possibly to create some kind of museum at Oakwell. I, I don't, not saying it's going to happen, but that, that's it's the one of the ideas. And, yeah. it, it, it's, it's on the agenda, put it that way. Sounds amazing. So. I, I have to say, I mean, Chris knows, obviously, uh, my mother in law suffers from Alzheimer's, and it's, it's, it's so what you said because I could talk about her husband who died 30 years ago and she'll tell me about a wedding day what she wore the colours of her laces but she can't remember that I made her a cup of tea five minutes ago because she's asking for another one and it, it, it hurts doesn't it so to, to allow people to sort of you know those memories was absolutely fantastic um it's so it's was this initially seen as a project for a certain amount of time and then it would come to an end? Because, like you say, it's been going and going. Yeah, initially it was a two-year project. The funding was for two years. Um, it was obviously funded to enable us to do stuff like, if, if you've seen the stuff in the East Stand, yeah. Lower East Stand, all, all that, that artwork. Yeah, it's the, brilliant to see you know, that, Phil. It's I mean, really you know, good. Th there was a hell of a lot of work went into that. Um, and obviously a lot of that came from our interviews and stuff we dug up from historical documents and what have you. But that, that's there to stay. And, and the funding was for that, really. But uh, we got a sort of core of four or five volunteers who were keen to keep it on. So... I sort of liaised with Wayne Bullimore at Reds in the community and suggested we're keeping it going. And 
he was in agreement, um, and we've done so. And we're, we're still doing the, the player interviews, which you'll see on YouTube. If you go onto YouTube, search Reds in the community, you'll see I've got a list in front of me, 16 players. Some of them you'll have heard of, some you won't, but they're all heroes to me. Just before we go through some of those names on the list, because they are, Chris, you've seen the list, they're the iconic sort of, you know, you talk, yeah. talk about some real legends. You, yeah, you just want to name the other volunteers as well, because I know you're here as part of that, but like you say, there is other volunteers as well, so you, who are some of the other people that have been contributing to this uh, as well? Well, well the, the main core of volunteers are myself, Alan Smith, Kate Smith, his wife, Matthew Carr and Matthew Lum. They're, they're the, the mainstays of the group. Um, and, you know, along with Wayne Bullimore at Reds in the Community and um, Aaron and Mikey at Reds in the Community, the um, technical guys there, the media guys there, they, 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 we've all kept it going. It's, it's, I find it so typical for a club like Barnsley, where you find people like Phil, that volunteers is time for the hospital radio, now there's something like this. And, and, and the club being open to keep something like this going. Yeah. Because I can't help but think that some of these, you know, we've got the rich owners and everything, and, and people complain about... I've not seen the ethos of the club change. I've, I've you know, when you could talk to Wayne Bullymore and, and, and keep something like this going because it just fits and you've got the volunteers... You don't see that in other clubs, do you? I've, I've, I've not, and I speak to a lot of other clubs, especially the media people. I think it's better than ever, I would imagine, at Barnsley. It's, they're so open to having us and, and just seem to support yeah, everybody. Are, that's it, and that's, that's the ethos of the whole town as well as the club, to be honest. And that's, you know, I mean, I've got to hold my hands up here. I'm not from Yorkshire. I'm from Nottingham originally. I'm not. I've been here for 51 years. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, it's, but it's, it's, it's a special like place it's, and a, third, a special community. It? It's third of your life now, You are Yorkshire, though, aren't you, really, now? You've been, you've been, you've been here a long time. But, yeah, the wife won't give me a passport yet. <laughs> I, can't and find, pretty, I can't find mine. <laughs> you're pretty much Barnsley, Carl. Well, 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 the Home Office says I can stay now after Brexit, so... That's, good, <laughs> you know, oh, that's all right. The best email I've ever had. No, it's it's such a great... A great club, a great community, and everything works. It's just people pulling together. And, and, and it, yeah, I, I sometimes because I think people, when they look at Barnsley FC, they think of you know a squad of let's say eighteen, twenty-one players, the coaching staff, and then you've got CEO, and you've got the media guys, and all this. But it's so much more when you when you go um, and you look at the academy, you look at some of the work they do, the inclusion work that they do, the schools work that they do, the clubs that they run. It, it, it's huge, isn't it? Right, that. Uh, list you've got just what has been for you personally the best interview now that could be because it was a legend that you've always wanted to meet oh, can or maybe we, just well, some can of we the list can't let's have well, the list you are can we have the full list well go on then go let's, on. let's go, go through on, the Phil. list <laughs> no do you want the full list full well, just go, for, just, go just take us through the really list quickly. all right yeah, goal list alphabetical order oh That's I like it organising Peter Amos who's the uh, he's the chaplain chaplain yeah uh, Wayne Bullymore, obviously, Reds in the community. This, was that this week, this one? Sorry? Wayne Bullymore, that was a recent that, one, was That it? was this week, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've yeah. watched that. Yeah, good yeah, one, I yeah, enjoyed that. Martin Devaney, obviously the under-23 coach. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Dyer was our first interview. What a great bloke he is. Oh, yeah, that, that was That was a great interview. Uh, Ronnie Glavin, who's my personal hero. Yeah. So, I'm not even thinking these are all still on YouTube and they can watch these at any, they, any They're all from. on YouTube, yeah. Brilliant. Reds in the community on Brilliant. YouTube. Uh, so after Ronnie Glavin, we've got Adam Hamill, who the uh, younger people will remember. Oh, yeah. Bobby Hassel, obviously, Sir Bobby. Hecky, 
Don't say it. Is it still on? No, he's still a great bloke. He's not deleted so, it. You know that. He did. He did. No, he's great, still he? there, and he's still a great guy. Yeah, I know him well. Uh, John Hendry, another great guy who yeah. taught for England. I bet he was good to interview Phil. Uh, my personal favourite, Mick McCarthy. That was an absolutely brilliant interview. He speaks I'll, well. I'll tell you about it? that off air sometime. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't repeat most of it on air. But uh, John McSeveny was also mentioned. Always already mentioned yeah. the uh, ex-manager uh, Barry Murphy mm. who again can talk for England I remember Spud playing as a, a right back back in the 60s and 70s oh, yeah. uh, and he can talk and talk and talk <laughs> he's still involved he's the club host in the legend suite he on is, match yeah. days yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, I think he's in his 80s now Barry but he's still going strong uh, Neil Redfern what else can you say oh, about well, Neil yeah. Uh, Mark Roberts we interviewed at the same time as Adam Hamill uh, Colin Walker who was an interesting one some people remember Colin as the bin man because he used to uh, work on the dustbins in, in Rotherham oh, and right. just played part time but he, he, he was a great subject it, sorry does he do sometimes summarising for either did he do something for BBC Sheffield when they used to cover the Barnsley matches is that, I yeah. don't think so the name just I sounds may be familiar. wrong but I don't think yeah, so the name sounds familiar but he's, he's, he's a top guy Colin uh, he's currently head of coaching at Grimsby Town Wow. Uh, and he's very well respected in the game. Wow. Very wow. well respected. Oh, good interview. Some, that, and last but not least, Eric, Eric Winstanley, oh, who's, yeah. you know, legend, captain when I started watching the Reds 51 years ago. Wow. Uh, what a great bloke he is. I've well. watched plenty of them, Phil, and I'm going to I'm gonna might take a picture of that list and I might go back and watch a few more when I get the chance. <laughs> Feel free. Really serious They're question. all on YouTube and there are more to come, trust me. Really serious question. On there, it's you interviewing. With Alan Smith, is that right? Al Smith uh, does it, a few, there doesn't is, um, Generally, Alan Smith, Matt Lum and Matt Carr, yeah. How do you get a word in with Alan Smith? Because I've met him a numerous times. I can't get a word in, <laughs> Phil. You, you have to know how to control him. <laughs> <laughs> no, Al, Alan's a top bloke, don't worry. No, no he's a top bloke, top fan. I had him on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Had him on stage. Had him on stage at the fan zone. Yeah, yeah, well, I, just, I think... The, th- the thing with people like Alan is they're right through and through and they'll accept, they'll yeah. talk, they'll help anybody else that's got any affinity with that team of ours. Yeah. Through that list then, some, some real, real legends. Your favourite interview or, or bit of information that any of these people sort of disclosed during, <laughs> during the interview? Is there any <laughs> funny stories? To be honest, the favourite bits I couldn't repeat on air. <laughs> but, 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 that, that's the best bit about doing these interviews. I mean, they're, they're great to do and they're great on YouTube, but the chat afterwards yeah. is absolutely amazing and, for the most part, unrepeatable on air, yeah. I can assure you. So if you were to go back and, and suggest that we watch one of these tonight then, Phil, which one, would you, uh, which one do you think would be the I'd top pick? Say I would say the John McSeven is good from the Alzheimer's aspect because yeah. that was such a great interview. He, you know, and he was a guy who played in the 50s in Scotland, high level. Right. Um, he was a big friend of Alex Ferguson. Alex Ferguson spent, you know, talked a lot about him in his autobiography. Okay. So, you know, he, he, he was good. Um, my personal favourite, obviously Ronnie Glavin, because he's my favourite. Oh, he player. is. You love Ronnie. But, but he always gets a mention when you're on I, I'd say watch the Mick McCarthy one as well. Yeah. There Absolutely. you go. Just, am- just amazing, isn't it? What you think of... I think the Mick McCarthy always holds... I, I can still remember 
um, watching on TV the uh, Rimmel's funeral and, and Mick McCarthy spoke, didn't he? And just the love that he had for that man. Mm. And he was stood and he was going uh, emotionally and there's absolutely no problem with that one at all. The way he was speaking to the people there during that service, just amazing. Absolutely amazing. I, I was an ambassador for Barnsley, Mick McCarthy. I know he's not originally, but, you know, from he played here, he lived here. Absolutely. Um, and I'll tell you one thing about Mick. When we did the interview... We interviewed Mick. There were uh, he was when he was Ipswich manager, and they were playing the Reds at home the next day. And we interviewed him on Friday night. They were staying in a hosp- in a hotel in Sheffield, uh, and we interviewed him about six o'clock. And they, they got a meal planned for half past seven, and the interview went on and on. We edited it obviously, but it went on and on. And about half past seven, knock on the door. And the guy comes in, who's the uh, press officer for Ipswich, says, Mick, we're all, they're all waiting for you next door. And he said, they'll have to bloody wait then. <laughs> These lads are talking about reds. <laughs> Brilliant. Still got a little off of it, any? Well, we're so lucky, I think, to have such characters, aren't we, that yeah. associated with our club. I don't know if that's a sign of the town itself and the people that it creates. But I, th- I, think, I think we're so lucky, there's no, you know... Such, such characters. And the thing is as well, sometimes if you look at like Bobby Assel, name me a team where a player spends 10 years these days because it's not, the game's changed now, hasn't it? People, you it know. Well, he didn't even start here, did he? That's, that's the beauty. It's, it's 10, no, 10 no. years he's been he here. He came from Mansfield, wasn't he's it, still, to here? Yeah. He's still here now, but yeah. he had no affinity to Barnsley until he came yeah. to Barnsley. But look at and, like, and, and that, it's something that is reflected right the way through. Most of those people on there don't come from Barnsley, mm. no. but they've all lived here now. And Bruce yeah. Dyer is, 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 you know, he speaks about Barnsley. I mean, I spoke to him many a time. Speaks very, very highly of Barnsley. The love life that he's got going at Grindthorpe with the sports ground, mm. completely renovated it, brought it back. Yeah. Um, that's just fantastic. And we've got some good characters, and we've got people that used to play for us, and now in the, you're talking about Martin Devaney, making sure that some of this youth, talented youth, comes through into the first team. Yeah. Where you've got a Dale Tongue, you've got a Bobby Hassel, who's is academy director looking after the academy altogether you've got a, a, a Wayne who's now a head of, of the community so. it's a bit like the League of Gentlemen it? once you've arrived you'll never leave, you'll never can't leave. leave. <laughs> just like us three we'll, uh, we'll play a quick piece of music we'll play a, a quick piece of music and um, we'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Reds of the community and mainly about the Fit Reds Walks 
It's 17.44, you are listening to The Reds Report. Right, we've got Phil all in the studio, we've just discussed a bit of project, the heritage project that Phil's part of. We've now got Carlo. Carlo. Hello, mate. I'm going to interview you. <laughs> Why not? Why not? So, tell me about your football. You play a bit of football. Well, you try. Well, I meet up with other gents over the age of 40, okay. and we have a ball and two goals. Some will call it football, otherwise, <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh, you're talking five, six years ago. Um, I was working for a charity um, contracted by the local authority, and I saw an advert for the Fit Reds. Fit Reds is... It started, funded by the British Heart Foundation, as a advanced health scheme. So it's, it's nine... Um, evenings, nine Thursday evenings, two hours. First hour's classroom based, then every week's got a topic. So one week it might be about salt, one week it might be about exercise, one week is about alcohol, talking about alcohol, not going to the number seven and tasting it. Um, one week it's about emotional well-being. Yes. And, and it's like classroom, and it's, it's blokes over 40 just talking about these subjects, and then afterwards you go downstairs and you do an hours of physical exercise. That can be five-a-side, a bit of circuit training, very, very light, because the whole ethos of, of Fit Reds is attitude above ability. So... If you come with the right attitude, you'll fit right in. This is not about, I used to play for York, or I used to be this, I used to be that. I never played football before I started playing for the Fit Reds. You can't tell. Well, you can. Just be honest. I know there's people listening, but you can be honest with me. So what happens then, after you've done the, the, the eight or nine week course, is you're then eligible to play with the vets. These are people that have gone through that programme, and a little bit like Phil says with the Heritage Scheme, we've kept it going. So we hire a pitch, a talk well, the 3G pitch outside, and we've got the indoor as well. And, um, you know, obviously you, you pay three quid, and you come in and you, you play. Um, so that's every Thursday? That's every Thursday. The problem is that... Once the British Heart Foundation stopped funding, there's, not, there's been some new courses coming through, but what we're finding is these people do the course and then drop off the map. Yeah. And because of the age of people, less and less people are coming on a Thursday. So we're coming to a point where we need more people to, to join up. So if you've ever done the Fit Reds course, we're yeah. asking you to come along, show your face and play a bit of football. Because Is the, is the, is the course going to start again? Uh, yes, there is some more planned. Uh, one is planned, I think, at, at actually the ground of uh, Addersley, at the Addersley Rec, where they're doing one. I haven't got the exact dates, but again, if people message me on, on Twitter or Facebook, I'll, I'll find out. 
and I think combined with this whole mind, men's health, what I found is um, when we have matches, we play matches against. We've been to Doncaster. We've played against Wigan away. We played Liverpool vets at the Liverpool Academy, um, which is absolutely great. But what we're finding is that actually on the coach traveling you talk about you know oh, you know work i'm overloaded with work i'm never at home money everything is going up and you find that actually loads of men have got same issues in life and it's nice to be able because when i go to work well i don't want to talk to the bloke next to me about how i'm feeling because that's not what we're there for so it's nice to have that platform and we all have football in common certainly so how many players are turning up at minute how many um, it, it varies so last week we had 40 um and, and that's indoors and outdoors combined uh, but the other weeks we've had like 23 turn up and that doesn't cover the cost for us. So the bit of a reserve pot that we had is now starting to run dry. And then every year I organise a trip is to it, Holland. Is it the same time every Thursday? Uh, yeah. Um, so when you go to the indoors, you can come in from 8 o'clock, you can do your own warm-up, and then it starts at half past 8. Um, PM. 8 p.m. 8 p.m., yeah. Um, and you can do your own warm you know, you do your own warm-up. Because some people have more intensive warm-ups than others. Yeah. You know, some people yeah. do a bit of stretching. Um, but it's done, again, there's coaches there from right in the community that we pay to make sure that, A, you know the game is played at the right level people don't overdo it and um it, it was a little gem when it first started and, and you know it won an award and everything and then when the funding stopped I think some of the emphasis is left and mm. it, it'd be a shame for it to go because it's such a brilliant scheme because there's not many people at 40 where you can play football whether you've never played it before or whether you used to play for Man United it doesn't matter it's about your attitude and yeah. it's really good I mean it, it is you, you look over 40 you could join <laughs> <laughs> I'll get him back <laughs> yeah you got me back I mean is, isn't it brilliant that like football can bring people together like that and have, have such a good impact on people's eyes, Phil. Yeah, uh, how important know. is stuff like this that we keep doing stuff like this and keep attending? And uh, it is. That's, that's what it's all about. I mean, you know, the, the common denominator is football, but as Carlo says, there's more to it than that. You know, um, and with the stuff with the heritage project, yeah, we're talking about football. We're interviewing ex-players, ex-managers, what have you. But we're just talking generally, and you get to meet people and. Change of scenery, yeah, breaks that, the week. Or, yeah. So yeah, it's good that stuff like that is, is going to keep going. So it is. We're going to push it on our Twitter and our Facebook and stuff. Yeah, and one of the things I did a few years back, which the club were really open to, and I'm hoping to do it again, you know, we, we arranged a game of uh, Fit Reds versus a Barnsley eleven, And at that time, we had Lee Johnson who was playing. Um, his um, Tommy, was it Tommy Smith, was, the, was, yeah. the, was, was their manager. We had Craig Sedgwick play Ban Mansford. You know, I had to mark Lee Johnson because I've got number six. Yeah, did you kick him? I'm assuming Well, he went, I went past him once and, and he sort of he tackled me from behind. He says, You won't be doing that again, Sunshine. And then picked me up. And then afterwards, we went to the mount. And like you said, we were talking and to try and raise some funds. So we're always looking for ideas where we can raise some. You didn't lose an header, did you? You shouldn't always an edit to him, really. What I know, I, I, I know. Like five, three or something. I, I, I didn't. It went into our own net backwards, but I didn't look at our bumper header, yeah. But I did score <laughs> it off. <but. laughs> Brilliant, Carl. No, it's nice to hear about that, and we'll, we'll try and plug that and stuff. Yeah, and so if you've ever been on the course. something else? Cause yeah. One thing that, looking at this list again of people that we've interviewed, the one thing that comes across to me is you, you, you're going to interview these people and you're in awe of them. And... They're ordinary people, like yeah. you and me. Mm. And that's the beauty of it. They're, they're just everyday, humble people. And they want to talk about football. Yeah. And, all right, the interview's on YouTube, maybe half an hour. But we'll be talking for two hours or more. Mm. And they go on and on. And it's just great to... 
to have that common yeah. bond, if you like. And, and I think on that note, I once spoke to, um, I think it was Gaultier, yeah, it was Gaultier, and the first time as I said, I sort of sat down and, you know, I talked to him, and I said, oh, it's really nice, actually, sort of talk to you, because you just, like, he says, any gap, or, you know, any gap that people say, oh, but they're above us, is what, that's what they put us. He says, because I want to talk to fans. I want to be able to walk. I mean, love it or hate it, Bam Mansford were probably the best when, you know, in times when we were on a 10-game losing streak, he'd go into a pub in Allersley with yeah. Patrick Ryan talking to fans. And, I mean, yeah. ultimately, that's, that's what it's about, isn't it? Of course it is. And, I mean, if it were up to, you know, if it were up to us three, we'd probably never leave Oakwell because it's such a paradise for us, surrounded by such wonderful, intelligent, interesting people, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I'm right, Philanta. You're laughing at me, but I'm right. Yeah. And Alan Smith. And Alan Smith. <laughs> oh, Alan. Alan. I'm joking, Alan. No, we're only joking. Right. Well, I tell you what, we'll play a song, we'll dedicate it to Alan, and then we'll come back and we'll do a quick preview of uh, the Nottingham Forest match. So, Alan. Smith, are you there in Brampton? Are you listening? In the hot tub? This one's for you. It's called Enjoy the Silence. fans the vibe and you're back for the last section on the red report it is almost five minutes to six so it must be time to preview the next match which sees daniel stumbles young red side travel to forest nadan alan forest away alan who's alan sorry he's been along the he's in the head now isn't he he's in the head <laughs> phil <laughs> phil um you said did you say you were from nottingham Originally, but I only lived there for six months. Oh, no. <laughs> that don't count. Unlike, so, unlike that one. That, that's why I'm a Red supporter. First match I, ever to, I went to was uh, Reds against Bournemouth in 1968. So. Wow. That's, I can't remember that one. I wasn't born, that's why. <laughs> um, 
what do you reckon then? Um, is it easier sometimes, do you feel, for, for this team to go away? Is there a bit less pressure playing away than at Oakwell? Or do you say actually looking at how we've played away so far, besides maybe Wigan, there's no evidence of that? Yeah, we, Wigan was a, a one-off, really, because we had, we had six full-backs, I think, in the squad, and it was a, a patched-up squad, and they did a good job for what they did. Um, but, no, I think generally we're better playing at home. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what we do. Forrest... Uh, bit unpredictable. Um, I mean, I saw them on the TV a few weeks ago and they got absolutely murdered. I can't remember who it was, but they got absolutely stuffed at home. Um, so they are there for the taking, potentially, but we've got to go for the attack. We haven't got to sit back and, and, and wait and go for a draw. Yeah. Um, Percentage-wise then, Chris, um, looking at last week's performance, how much do we need to add percentage-wise to convert those chances? Are, are we... 30-40% off this actually 80% is there it just needs a bit of sharpness and, and better maybe decision making in that final yeah third. I think we're getting very close now to seeing a good performance from Barnsley you're starting to see him try and work out what kind of formation might play what kind of personnel might play there and I've said it off air earlier I think Phil mentioned about creating chances we did create a chance against Fulham and we did create a chance against Leeds if we do that against Forrest can see us getting three points or at least a point but I think it comes from consistency from the starting 11 so I think I'm hoping that we're going to see a bit of a blueprint now starting to put together what he believes to be starting 11 that's his best side and I mean there's a lot of players that play well on Saturday that me and Phil mentioned earlier that really you can't leave out that side uh, Civic being one starting to see Civic there now I think consistently week in week out That'd be brilliant for him. He's played well so far in that position. We have very little experience at this level, well, at any level, playing in that position. So imagine how good it could be if he could put five, six games on bounce in central defensive midfield. Uh, same way we, we like Williams, didn't we? We thought Williams play well at left back. Yeah, I can't see him being shifted, really. I can't see Paneos being picked over him if he plays like that. Week in, week out, Cavari at right back. And then you've got to try and get that, that middle three, the goalkeeper and the centre half, got to be the same every week. As Phil mentioned earlier, how many had a good game? Can't really drop him. He's Bamba fit. If not, it's got to be Mads Anderson at size of Halme. And you, you think about last season when we were our most successful period. And we're a consistent side. You could pick that starting eleven. We yeah, the, the back four chose itself. Yeah, the back four, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think we can get get to that point. If we can get to that point again, so maybe it's Mollat and Civic in midfield. Brown with good performance, first game back. If we can get, he played so well on Saturday, Phil, didn't he? Just, yeah, just coming back. To say it was his first game back after about six months out or whatever, uh, outstanding, uh, you know. And and he's the key to the side, I think, because he creates so much down that right hand side. So you imagine if we've got the rust knocked off him, <laughs> if we're like yeah. that after so long out, we're playing him on the right. Wilts on the left, Wilts always causes problems, be it many different types. And then the two up top for me, we've got to go two up top. That's when we've had a most successful period in front of goal with Chaplin and Woodrow. Yeah. Time is running out. I just want to quickly talk about Wilkes because you say, you know, Wilkes does what he does, but it's that final 10%, isn't it, mm. Phil? He, he goes past those two players in midfield, he uses his pace, he uses his strength. And then it's the decision of rather than maybe putting the ball into the box, trying to go past that extra person, and and it, it turns out to be nothing. Is 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 that what you think? Is it the decision making? Yeah, it could be, but I'm sure he'll learn from that. The fact that he gets past that last exactly. man—that's the hard bit, isn't it? That, that's the hard bit. You know, the next bit, the final icing on the cake, if you like, is getting the right ball across rather than shooting, mm. which he did a couple of times on Saturday against Leeds. This is the time where we put you on the spot. I'll start with you, Chris. I think it's only fair that our uh, esteemed guest gets a bit of time to think about this. Mm. 
I do not want Mats Anderson in the 90th minute with a header because you've been saying that since the start of the season. Okay. He really did, but it was a, a miscommunication between him and Harmer, I believe, yeah. that went for a header together yeah. uh, in front of the punty and both. So, Forrest versus the Reds, mm. uh, Saturday, 3 o'clock kickoff. I think it's going to be tight. It's gonna be, yeah, I do. I think we can nick three points. <laughs> I'm a believer. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm a believer. Uh, 89th minute at Palalme, Edda. And we'll have it. I'll settle for Gone Hour here and again. Oh, yeah, what a goal. <laughs> that, 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 that was the funny, wasn't it, from sort of half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was I think, I think we'd, we'd all settle for we'd all three settle. points. We'd settle for three points. We'd snatch a hand off. I'm afraid I'm sitting on the fence. I'm going for a goalless draw. I'll take a draw as well. A goalless draw. Which, in turn, wouldn't be a bad result away, would it? Because it starts getting no, points no. on the board, doesn't it? And a go- yeah, goalless draw. It proves that we might have a bit of stability at back and, you know, clean sheet. Yeah. Well, I hope we can carry on from the performance that we've shown against the decent lead side that we've uh, discussed. And I suppose the only hope we can have is that we can say on the way home that we're a, uh, you know, a huge three points for the Reds and, uh, you know, the Reds, they're on fire. My lover's got no money, he's got his strong beliefs. My lover's got no power, he's got his strong beliefs. My lover's got no fame, he's got his strong beliefs. My lover's got no money, he's got his strong beliefs. One more and more, people just want more and more freedom and love. What he's looking for, one more and more, people just want more and more freedom and love. What he's looking for, free from desire. Is for the fans. The vibe. Why does Comcast Business power more businesses than any other provider? It has technology solutions that put you ahead, like the fastest reliable network and serious savings. Ask how to get a $500 prepaid card with a qualifying gig bundle. Offer ends 10-23-22. Restriction supply. Call for details. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Talk Sport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network. <laughs> 